0: So, like, I've never done the whole Christmas in July thing, but I, I know it's, it exists. Um, so, I decided to go with uh, a wintery theme for this episode since we are in July. And I want to start off by listing all of the great things about winter. Yo, how's it going everyone? Welcome to Unbuckled Comics, where I read and review comics just for you. I'm your host, Unbuckled Cape, and today we're taking a look at Batman One Bad Day Penguin and Batman One Bad Day Mr. Freeze. Before we get started, I'd like to let you know there's a Facebook page and Instagram page of the same title, Unbuckled Comics where you can keep up with upcoming episodes, add comments to our episodes, if I remember to do it, I know I forgot for this one, or even DM me. And, you know, just in general, spice up that feed with all the nerdy goodness that I provide. That is enough of that. Uh, let's move on to the topic of discussion here. Batman One Bad Day, Penguin Ant and Mr. Freeze. sorry. My my throat's a little gunked up today. Um, the the Canadian fires got me got me a little little gummed up. Of course, as always, I like to open up the floor to some listener comments and questions before we get rolling into the discussion. Uh, we have one comment this week, and it is from Captain Alcatraz. He says, "Hi there, Mister Cape. Hypothetical situation for you: If you could pick a dream team of heroes from both Marvel and DC, who would be your?" League of Justice Avengers I had a hard time reading that because I wanted I see league and I think you know Justice League and um anyway he says who would you love to see them fight I want to see what an unbuckled secret wars would look like um <clears throat> so I did see this uh, you know when when you uh, posted the question I'm gonna be honest. Other than me picking how many I'm gonna have on each side, I'm, I'm gonna use the DC and go seven. Uh, the original Justice League had seven characters, and I'm just gonna shoot from the hip. I want to go. Ooh, you know what? Let's let's flop that. Let's start with villains. I'm gonna do villains first. I want the head of them being Dark Side. Hmm. Dark Side. Doc Ock. I'm gonna have Venom in there because he's my favorite. Dark Side, Doc Ock, Venom. I Kind of want to say Joker, but but I, what I what I want to avoid here is I want to avoid having like heroes and villains ending up pairing with each other. I don't want that. So Sinestro. Ultron. two more for the villains. Um, two more for the villains. Boy, this is sad. I'm blanking. Ooh, let's go. Let's go. Poison Ivy and Black Manta. So, again, I don't have this written down, but I think I went Dark Side, Doc Ock, Venom. Ooh. Poison Ivy. Oh boy. Black mana. Oh boy. Oh, Sinestro and um, Ultron was the other one. So now the heroes. Batman has to be one. Gotta have Superman. Captain America. I want the Human Torch thrown in there. See, Daredevil's one of my favorite Marvel heroes, but I already have Batman. Do I need Daredevil? Probably not. Let's say... I almost said Green Lantern, but I don't want to pair up. Uh, Spider-Man. So that's five. (laughs) Heroes, 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 heroes. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. give me beast boy and then etrigan okay so i'm gonna have <clears throat> quick recap so my superheroes are gonna be batman superman spider-man beast boy etrigan human torch and captain america then for the villains dark side ultron dr octopus venom sinestro no, I think I'm gonna pull an audible. I'm gonna have Poison Ivy, but instead of Black Mana, I want to switch it up for Mr. Freeze. Why? Well, because that just makes a perfect segue to get into our episode. Let's go! Alrighty. Hmm. I'm not sure how much of an intro this needs here, but, um, just in case, this is a collection of one-shot comics spotlighting a single um, batman villain and their quote unquote one bad day or um they're they're equivalent to the killing joke story um so just real quick to kind of catch you up if you haven't already listened to my um riddler and two-face one when I'm doing these I'm going to continue to couple two of them together they're they're quick little one-shots and it just makes more sense to have two in an episode than having really really short episodes um killing joke is a really famous joker story it's the one where he ends up crippling barbara gordon and the whole point of his evil scheme in that one is to drive jim gordon insane and basically make jim gordon a psychotic murderer just like the joker so these are like stories where writers took and said hey what if the penguin had one really bad day or what if uh, Riddler had one really bad day that kind of made him either into the Riddler or try to force someone else to be like the Riddler? Like, you know, it's it's not necessarily the killing joke, just pull Joker out and put in freeze, but it's this Batman villain's one bad day. I hope that makes sense. Um, like I said, we already looked at Riddler and Two-Face, um, I'll give a refresher on them at the end on on what I thought of them. But, and and if if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the Riddler and Toothface one, it doesn't matter. These stories aren't connected. Like the, the biggest connection is the um, concept of one bad day and then like the covers, the art for the wording one bad day is the same as um, wording in the killing joke. So it's not that big of a deal. Also, I'm going to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. I, I do talk about the plot, but like with the Penguin one, there's really no spoilers to talk about. I I leave the end up. I don't I don't ruin the ending, but just so you know, if you haven't read them yet and you really want to go in completely blind, this probably isn't the episode to listen to. If you haven't read them yet and you're kind of like, well, I would like to know. What I'm getting into beforehand. You can listen to this. I'm not going to spoil anything major for you, but I am going to talk about the plot. Um I lost my place in my notes because I went on a tangent. No, none of that matters. Because first we're gonna we're gonna start with the penguin, and as always, we're gonna look at the creative team that made this book possible for us to read, I guess. John Ridley, he is actually a screenwriter. Uh, so not just comics, screenwriter. Most notable, 12 Years a Slave, which won an Academy Award. I do not remember which one. And then he worked on Batman: Second Son, the comic, Wakanda, the comic, and uh, some Future State for DC. <clears throat> and then we have... Oh boy, here we go again. Giuseppe... Kamakoli? Camuncoli. I'm sorry, Giuseppe. He's the artist. He worked on Hellblazer, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Dakin, The Dark Wolverine, Star Wars, like Darth Vader, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Then we have Cam Smith, who is also an artist. He has spent 50 years alone on... 2000 ad that's the like judge dread comic superman overkill fantastic four supergirl the joker mm -hmm, yep that joker the one we just talked about green lantern and deathstroke among many, many others i'm just pulling out like some of the more notable ones um and another name Arif prianto i think that's pretty close he was the colorist in this. He also worked on the Joker, Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, Deathstroke, Action Comics, X-Men Gold, and then King in Black, which is a great Venom comic. I So just like some quick backstory for, for my side of this. I don't actually recall having a comic where Penguin is the main baddie, um, except for like in, you know... Uh, one of the Batman adventure continues, but like not the current run, the the earlier run. Um, so I actually am really excited to dig into this one because I know Penguin from the cartoons and movies and stuff, but I don't really get a whole lot of him in comics. So um, I'm actually gonna take a little sip here. I got I got a little liquor and a nice little um, sphere ice. And fancy glass like I'm sitting here chilling at the Iceberg Lounge. I certainly don't feel richer. Anyway. So. This story begins with Penguin down and out. And he only has like $20 to his name. And he buys a gun. But no bullets from like this punk kid petty crime guy. And... You know, they have this banter of, like, what are you going to do with the gun with no bullets? You got to have more money to buy the bullets. And Penguin's like, I'm taking this gun and I'm going over there, pointing across the river to Gotham, and I'm gaining my empire back. Um, and the kid feels bad for him, so he gives him a single bullet and is like, Here, just take this and use it on yourself, is basically what he's saying. But the Penguin takes it and decides that that single bullet is how he's going to take back his empire so um he does head back to gotham again for revenge and to take back his empire and like i'm not 100 percent sure if this has been set up by something that happens in like the canon whether it be detective comics or you know batman whatever but it does give us enough backstory to know that umbrella man which the umbrella man is literally oswald cobblepot if you didn't know the penguin's name is oswald cobblepot so um cobblepot's umbrella man like when he got out of his limousine the guy that like held the umbrella over his head for him that's who we're talking about the umbrella man stole his criminal empire and of course now he calls himself the umbrella man one more time. Umbrella Man. Uh, so with... I don't want to keep saying Umbrella Man. It's such a long name. You man Can we call him U-Man? Gotham is worse than ever with U-Man at the, the helm of the Gotham City crime. He's basically just letting anyone do everything. There's drug dealers selling in all corners of the streets to kids crime rate is at an all-time high because everyone is getting a piece of his um you know slices of his pie. He's basically employing all the criminals to do criminal things. So then it kind of switches over and we get a look at Batman amidst this massive crime wave and how he's like struggling to just pick which crimes to attend to because there's so many of them. And then he actually has a conversation with Commissioner Montoya, which is really cool. I, I wasn't expecting to see Rene Montoya as commissioner, but it makes a ton of sense, and I absolutely love it. And again, I'm not sure if that's actually canon currently. I know in um, the Joker comic we just read, Gordon was a retired commissioner, but off the top of my head, I do not remember if it actually says who his replacement was. Uh, but that's really neither here nor there. I just I love the fact that Renee Montoya becomes commissioner in some comic out there, and um, we get her in this comic, so that's that's awesome. So Cobblepot takes this lone gun and lone bullet, and he starts going to people that he used to employ, trying to build a gang. As he. He goes to the first person, and as you can guess, it doesn't go well. But with that one bullet, you know, he, he shoots him and then steals all of his money. And it kind of, at this point, reminds me of, like, when people go to conventions or auctions, and they, they go there with, like, $5, so they buy something for $5. Then they go to another booth, and they barter around, and they trade ups for something that might be worth, like, 10 bucks, And then they take that one, and so on and so forth, until they take that $5 and turn it into you know, $500, however, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen those videos, um, kind of what this reminds me of, you know, or, um, oh boy, hope I'm not getting too far off track with this reference, but if you ever played, um, Call of Duty Ops, the, the gun game, you know, you start with, like, a pistol, and then you get the dual pistols, and so on and so forth, kind of what it reminds me of at this point, um, so anyway, he, he moves on to the second henchman that he wants to use. And talking to her, he, he tells the story of his childhood and how his mom actually paid kids $100 to come to his birthday party and be nice to him. Um, and that's, you know, we're getting to see a little bit more of the humanity side of Oswald than what maybe we see in normal comics you know talking about like i was kind of knew that he was bullied as a kid but this was a, a look inside of how he was actually bullied and then he actually uses it as a um i think the question asked was you know why crime or something like that and or maybe maybe something about fear Basically, it turned into, you know, his mom, through paying these kids a bunch of money, taught him that it doesn't matter who the jerk is as long as the jerk's working for you and you're using them to your advantage, basically. Um, And it just kind of goes on like that where he continues to pick up henchmen and none of them are really great at being henchmen and they're kind of freaks he he picks up a a a guy named elliot elliot's kind of a um i don't want to say schizophrenic but like he's just he's not a henchman he's not cut out for the blood and and like his emotions are all over the place and he kind of has like random panic attacks i guess not random but um and and to be honest at this point, I'm having fun with the comic. And and it is so different from uh, Riddler and Two-Face. You know, Riddler was a very, very dark book. And then Two-Face was kind of a tragic mystery. And this Penguin book is just kind of like a humorous romp. Like, we're, we're you know, almost like a buddy cop movie type deal. Like, we're going to build up a gang, and there's you know witty banner and funny jokes in between everyone and it's way more upbeat than what i would have thought i thought out of the three of them this had the potential to be maybe the darkest one out of all of them but not the case and then so we get to see a little bit more of umbrella man finally at this point and i kind of hope he sticks around in the the batman mythos because I really like him as a villain. He's, he's a cool customer and absolutely ruthless. Um, as Oswald is trying to hire these hit, hit men, hit women, hit women, um, there's like this. I can't think of what the academy is that Deadpool goes to. Is it Sister Mary Catherine's? school for wayward girls or something like that anyway it's it's a company that you you can actually hire these hitmen out of and umbrella man knows that oswald is is going to go to them so he sends his crew out to um <clears throat> deter them from working with him and it, it really turns into just this brutal murder of these these guns for hires and that's really what turns the tide. And I think there's three of these these hitmen left. They were in a different room when, when the thugs came in, but anyway, they go to Cobblepot and basically are like, We're in because we want revenge on this guy now too. And there's kind of an odd moment, odd to me, not it, it flows right in the in the comic, but just odd to me. Where the leader is, you know, obviously upset because her colleagues and friends are all murdered. And Oswald kind of just walks up and is like, under the circumstances, can I give you a hug? And she says yes. I'm not sure what the point of this was. Is it because, like, he was such a jerk the first time around and they're trying to show us that he learned oh you know i don't have this in my notes but i just now got it so these comics are all one bad days right and for riddler we've seen his one bad day back in the past for two-face we see how his one bad day is affecting his future in a rather negative way I wonder if the point of this isn't so that we can see how um, the Penguin's losing of his empire, his one bad day, has had a positive effect on him and has given him more compassion for the people that work for him. Oh, I keep saying there isn't a trend to these, but I'm starting to think that there most certainly is a trend to these. It's how a one bad day would affect each of these criminals separately. Whoa. Well, hopefully that doesn't ruin the rest of my notes. Hey, you guys heard it here first. Right here on Unbuckled Comics, the breakthrough of the century, your host and hero, Unbuckled Cape, discovers the answer to yet another tantalizing mystery. All right, well, enough pumping my own tires. Let's get back to the show um so yeah i'm I'm guessing that the the hug shows Oswald Cobblepot or you know the penguins his he's been humbled, and now he's like he cares more for these people and and he sees how much more valuable people are than than he viewed them before, so yeah, yeah. So uh the Motley Crew and this is, you know, getting to the end of the story. The Motley Crew like easily overtakes the iceberg lounge, uh setting up the final duel. Um That's where I'm going to leave it because that's the part that's kind of worth reading and that's what I don't want to spoil. So, you know, as stated earlier, it it really is a fun romp that establishes or reestablishes the the penguin as a strong rogue the the part I left out is where you're going to get that um, everything leading up for it you're kind of like well this isn't really going the way I thought it was it's kind of goofy kind of this kind of that and then the the finale the battle you're like oh okay nope nope, I get it now yeah he makes sense um, and it ends with him uh basically showing that he had his really bad day and he has come back way stronger than before and he's ready to run Gotham City's underbelly the way that he wants to run it and there is no one stopping him, not even the Batman um, then in my notes, I actually so so let me let me read you verbatim three stories down and three very different feels to them was umbrella man the one that had the bad day i don't think this is a spoiler but um at the end of this umbrella man definitely did have a bad day but you know like we just discovered a few minutes ago that it's basically how these bad days are affecting these characters so so there you go that's 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 basically all I got for the Penguin. Um, I'm going to give it my rating at the end. We're going to move on to Freeze. I'm going to take another drink. Sitting here talking away, coat my throat, make sure my vocal cords are nice and lubricated. Because next we're going to talk about one of my favorite Batman villains. Um, I, I love the tragedy behind Nora Freeze's story. I love his character in Batman the Animated Series. It, 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 is he not one of the best boss fights in all the video games in Arkham City? I mean, that boss fight is just incredible. And then I also always kind of liked how his motives were so different from everyone else. Uh, Two-Face is basically controlled by a flip of a coin. Joker straight chaos. Jonathan Crane just wants to spread fear. Um, Quickly, give me another villain. Uh, Riddler, he just wants to tell riddles. Catwoman's just a thief. Ah, well, I guess she's more out for cheap thrills than anything. Ra's al Ghul is an eco terrorist that wants to destroy half of the population. Kind of like a whole Thanos thing going on with that guy. Uh... Bane, Bane just wants to control stuff. So, and Mr. Freeze just wants to cure his wife. And the fact that he just wants to cure his wife is what drives him to villainy, which is so unique to a lot of villains out there. And, you know, if you you cross over to Marvel, there's there's some villains over there that that are acting out of the same kind of motive but um I think Mr. Freeze is is really unique and again I can actually remember pardon me I can actually remember being little I mean that was the first house like the house that I lived in when I was born so this was you know a long time ago we didn't live there very long afterwards um I can remember being in that house and sitting in the basement watching tv it was a finished basement calm down And, um, I can remember watching the trailers for Batman Sub-Zero, the, uh, movie, the Mr. Freeze movie that was tied into Batman the Animated Series, and I'm pretty sure, um, I got it for a birthday present, and I remember watching it quite a bit, um, I don't remember it so well now, I remember the ending, and that's about it, but, um, Hmm, maybe I'll do that after I'm done recording. I can go down and watch that. So, anyway, not down to the basement, but, like, down downstairs to my living room. I I don't watch TV in my basement anymore. I, I, I grew up and was graduated to living room. Anyway, the creative team for Batman 1, Bad Day, Mr. Freeze, uh, Gary Duggan, he is the writer and also a photographer. He has worked on titles like Deadpool, the current X Men run, Nova, current uh Invincible Iron Man, Batman, Arkham Manor. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. Batman and Arkham Manor are his only two previous DC books, so he's fairly new to the DC scene. DC scene. (laughs) Go figure. I can say that, but not we review comics. If you hadn't noticed I changed it to I review comics because I kept going wee wee. Anyway. Um Mato Scalera is a uh, artist He's worked on Power Rangers. Um My word, what did I write there? Is Lack Science? I don't know incorruptible red hood in the outlaws magic the gathering then we have dave stewart he is the colorist he has worked on the walking dead gideon falls conan ultimate fantastic four a lot of bprd i'm not sure what bprd was to be honest but anyway there's a lot of it there batman and then hellboy and hell all right so For Batman One Bad Day Mr. Freeze this is actually really different and I'm sure I'm gonna find that epiphany moment in here somewhere where it ties into the bad day but this has way more Batman and Robin in it than any of the previous three titles did and Robin is a very young Dick Grayson which gets me so pumped up because I love when I love when dick grayson was robin before his um morality started to kind of conflict with batman's so this is this is awesome we get a uh i said that and then my next thing in my notes is how we do get a, a a really neat look into how a young robin does question batman's motives after he uses uh some carolers as bait to catch a um a, a serial killer in gotham and like it's it's almost as if that's the start of where robin's like are you sure that this is the right way to do things and you know batman being batman is you know my way or the highway and then this conversation actually carries over into a deeper look into their views of criminals and robin batman kind of just says you know throw them all in a hole lock them up forever and robin's like you don't think any of them are redeemable like not a single one there has to be someone that can redeem themselves even from you know being a super villain and after some thought batman decides freeze, freeze is the only one who could uh who can redeem himself who is a redeemable character so, Batman and Robin end up setting up a lab for Freeze to work in to save Nora. I, I like, this whole thing so far, like, really kind of lulled me to sleep. I saw it as, you know, instead of one really bad day, it was more or less one really kind gesture. But, you know, I, I did. Like, it just seemed like Freeze had you know, henchmen, and they were out stealing stuff, presumably to help, you know, work on Nora, and Batman and Robin show up to stop them while they are robbing an armored car, and instead of fighting, they're just like, you know, come with me, we have something for you, and they set up in a LexCorp lab, and basically give him everything he needs to try and find a cure for Nora's unique condition. But then after 34 attempts, failed attempts, Freeze absolutely snaps and just blows up the whole lab. Boom. Batman and Robin track him down for a final confrontation. Um, and it really is unsettling. So... Do I want to say why? Basically, how do I want to do this? Because I don't want to spoil this part. And I wrote it in my notes, like the major spoiler to this, and I don't know why I wrote it like that. So during the final confrontation, Batman's kind of taken out of the game a little bit, and it's Robin kind of beating on freeze and as he is he's like venting about like hey man we were helping you and you just blew up the lab like what's wrong with you don't you want to save your wife and we actually get a, a really deep look into victor freeze's psyche and his motive as the kind of why he blew up the lab and when he reveals why he does what he does It's really striking and incredibly dark. Um, And it's weird because I, you know, I, I think I said at the end of our Riddler book that I was hoping that these Batman One Bad Days would become, like, each character's one bad day story to, like, jockey themselves as which Batman villain is the most feared or most vicious or something like that. And I don't look at mr freeze as more dangerous now but my word do i look at him way more sinister and sick he's he's got major major issues that i would have never guessed throughout his character you know reading a, reading comics with him in it and you know the shows and whatever it's 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 quite the twist at the end that just captured me and you know tickled my funny bone in just the right way um and again to, to avoid all the spoilers that i can um the ending to this was actually kind of nice and another tone flop that so like the beginning of this really started out as a whole redemption story type deal and then we get to the part where freeze bro- blows up the um Lexicorp lab and it gets super dark, super quick. And then at the very end, we kind of flop back to the redemption story of Freeze. And now it's it's not a major redemption. Like, it's something really small, but it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, he has a little bit of compassion in him. And then you kind of go back to questioning um, the Batman and Robin part where they're discussing whether or not these villains are are redeemable can they can they change their self back around and and do the right thing well freeze had every opportunity to and after 34 failed a chance he he blew up the lab and then we find out why and it makes you question does batman think it this way because maybe he's right maybe these these criminals have no chance at becoming something else Um, as far as these one bad days, this is the fourth one, fourth one that we looked at together. I feel like I am like, I mean, I, I, there's like nothing, there's really nothing in this glass. I'm not like sitting here chugging at it. I feel like I'm really stumbling over some words tonight. Jeez. Um, anyway, after four of these books, this is the most Batman centric yet. And, um, Really, I felt like the whole book actually was kind of a Robin story that was shared with Freeze, probably about 50-50. We get to see a young Grayson and his um, innocence wanting villains to change, which is an absolute stark contrast to the Batman lock him up mentality that we had already talked about. And then in the end, he does learn to be a little more guarded. But he was also kind of rewarded for his faith in, in humans as well. Um and again, that that was like such a big point of this story. and I think that maybe um, maybe even though this is one bad day for freeze, you know everyone knows that his one bad day was the day that um, Nora had to go into the cryogenic cryogenic. I think that's the right word. She had to be frozen, right? Everyone knows that, that that's the worst day of his life. But I'm thinking that this story is actually maybe kind of Robin's one bad day now because he put a lot of faith into Freeze being able to change. And in the end of it, Freeze didn't change. And not only didn't he change, he kind of just like destroys Robin's whole theory of, you know, there's still some good left in some of these people, right? I'm saying right, like, well, I guess if you read it, you know. Um... So yeah, in the end, he definitely learns to be more guarded, which is a hard-learned lesson, especially for someone as young as he is in this comic. So, like I said, even though this is a Freeze book, I really feel like it was more about Robin. And as for Freeze, I really, really do like his origin here. It's a little different than what we're used to. um, And more so the plot twist on his um, curing of Nora... Again, I can't—I'm not going to dive into any more of it, but, like, that plot twist, wow. I did not see that coming. Not one bit. It's incredible. And overall, I actually—I loved all of this. This this is a really, really good comic, and, you know, I— I think kind of the same as the Penguin. I think this is the only one that I have that is a uh, free-centric bad guy. Like, he's the central bad guy. He's he's the only one in this one. And I really enjoyed it. It actually kind of reminded me of Robin and Batgirl year one. Or is it Batgirl and Robin year one? Let me look. Batgirl and Robin year one. Um, it's definitely has a lighter tone to most of it. I guess it kind of has to if it's going to, you know, basically feature Robin more than what it features, Batman. But, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, let me look here. How far are we? Doing good? Doing bad? So, let's just kind of go into an overall conclusion here before we wrap this puppy up. What do you say? Hmm? (sighs) Okay, so really what we have with um, Penguin and Freeze is two lighter stories compared to Riddler and Two-Face, right? And within that, Penguin and Freeze are also on like two ends of the spectrum of my liking. Both are good. I'm, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with any of them. But one just scratches that itch way better for me than the other. So... Without further ado, I'm going to say pick up Batman One Bad Day Penguin. It's fun. It does kind of require some previous knowledge for the whole Umbrella Man situation. And overall, the story itself doesn't do much for Penguin as a character. Like, you know, the Riddler story made him much darker two faces story it did something for him that was kind of i'm I'm not gonna say because it was a spoiler penguin he's just like yeah maybe he learned to be a little more compassionate but i you know okay whatever and then uh the freeze one again there was a major twist at the end that we didn't see coming that kind of changes the way i look at him in general um so it's fun i don't think it's it's You know, you don't got to run out and buy it this weekend. Pick it up at your leisure. But, you know, definitely pick it up. As for Batman One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze, what are you doing? That's right. This is a great story I love. The Batman and Robin relationship is great. I love Robin. I love, love, love the Robin character in this. His child innocence and him learning how to deal with these villains and and their screwed up psyches right and then they made freeze's character way scarier without making him more deadly or going way over the top with like um a a bigger freeze gun and they found a way to make this dude like like real world terrifying like oh man someone could actually think that way and that scares me this whole story takes the lightheartedness of Batman and Robin and ties in the scary reality of, um, you know, of a killing joke type story, right? This this book is just, that's my little chef's kiss right there. Little chef's kiss after you put the cherry on top of that beautifully baked ice cream cake. <laughs> ice cream cake because it's Mr. Freeze. Um, <laughs> so, Yeah. I I think this is this 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 story is just awesome. So anyway, in short, pick up Penguin, sorry, pick up Batman One Bad Day, the Penguin. And what are you doing? Batman One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze. That'll do it for this episode, everyone. Thank you so much for your time and support. Now, Get out there and save the world, you bunch of heroes.